welcome to Real Talk About Feminism, you guys. We are so excited to be back. We've been on like vacation and we've been on vacation mode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We touched base yesterday because you were traveling a lot. Yeah. And we've like barely talked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we took a vacation from each other unknowingly. We honestly did in Hawaii. Yeah. But like, the thing is, like, okay, we were talking about it, and, like, when we were in Hawaii, we didn't really talk, even though we were sleeping, like, <laughs> Ken's was sleeping on, like, a pull-out bed under my bed, so, like, she was literally sleeping right below me. Literally, and we wouldn't even really, like, talk about the day. Mm-mm. We would just kind of be like, good night, and we'd go to bed. Yeah. It was hilarious, and we and- were um, eating lunch one day in Hawaii, and Haley was like, I feel like we've literally been taking a vacation from each other. Like, we haven't been hanging out. We have, like, no pictures with yeah, each other. Yeah, we have no pictures. And it was the weirdest thing. But honestly, like, we live together. We have the podcast together. Yeah, like, we literally do everything together. So yeah. it's not like it was, like, anything bad. Like, it, we were just spending time with, like, our other family. Yeah. It, it was, was just, just funny. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did take a vacation from each other. Um, But we're back now. We're we back are, on the grind. Yeah, we have new mics. So, so excited about hopefully that. Hopefully you guys can hear the difference. We're really excited. Um, and we're just feeling really good. We're ready. Yeah. I am feeling really good. I feel like I've been really in my feminine creative energy lately. So I'm really trying to harness that. Yay. Okay, that's so good. Um, all right. Life updates. What's going on? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, I have major Taylor Swift FOMO because as we speak. The concert's going on in Denver. Yeah, I bet it's, like, still the opener. Yes, but it's still happening. But, yeah, no, it's happening. Um, We saw some Swifties scootering around in their sparkly outfits. I'm so sad. Yeah, no, I have FOMO, too. But, honestly, I'm, like, more mad at Taylor Swift because I personally believe that she should have lowered the prices. She's a freaking billionaire. I don't care. I know. I I don't feel as strongly about I don't feel as strongly about it as you do. Yeah. But it is ridiculous. Like, I just checked the tickets, and they're literally, like, $1,200 for the highest section yeah. at Mile High Stadium. Like, yeah, the worst seats possible. Yeah. yeah. So, so, it yeah. is really disappointing. But she's that popular. Yeah. And like, people will pay to see her at that rate. Yeah. Hopefully, anyone who's going or who has been... Has fun, and if you're in the same boat as us and could not drop over a thousand dollars on nosebleed seats, <laughs> we're with you. And um, oh, happy Speak Now Taylor's version! Oh my god, so good! It's been on so repeat good. for us. Um, so to those celebrating, <laughs> um, what else? I feel like something else happened with Taylor Swift. I guess not. I don't think so. There's been a lot of good music released, though, lately. We had yeah. Dominic Fike released his new album, Really Good. Which has also been on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, uh, Nessa released Hell is a Teenage Girl today. Yeah, you're a, more of a Nessa fan. I don't really listen to her. Yeah, there was, like, it's a short album. I think there was, like, eight songs. Two of them, I don't like. Two of them I've already heard. And then the other two I really like. So, um... Yeah, lots of good new music. Yeah. It's been good. Vibing. Yeah, it's been good. Okay, what's your little life update? Um, My major life update is this week was my first week at my new job. So mm-hmm. that went super well. Obviously, like being in a new job and being the new person is an adjustment anyway. Yeah. But 
I have already heard like really great compliments about my performance so far. So that makes me feel good. And I like everyone I work with. So I'm really optimistic. Yeah, you're like, so you're just good at like any job that you do. But I feel like you're really good in an office. Thank you. And that's not like a bad thing. No, I know. I feel like at home, like I have my little cubicle and like, I truly love like admin tasks. You know what I mean? Like one big part of my job is like, managing the schedule for one of the dentists she's like the chair dentist mm-hmm. and um I absolutely love doing that that's awesome so it's good like it's I'm like an admin coordinator so like all of the admin tasks kind of like fall under me so it's good yeah I was gonna add on to like you're like really good in an office you're really good in an office doing like admin stuff like when you were doing like front desk you were really okay. good at that <laughs> what I don't know. Like, that's, like, such an entry-level position. No, but, like, you have to have, like, the personality for it. And, like, there's, like, boring front desk people or boring, like, admin people. But every job that you've done, like, everyone loves you in the offices. Thank you. Because you're really good at it. Like, you're very personable. And I keep saying this to you because, like, it's so true. Thank you. And I do like this about my new position. I have the opportunity to network with so many new people. Like, my job isn't just sitting at a desk. Yeah. Like, I have to, like, have meetings with, like, all the faculty and, like, all the admin people. Like, I love that because I get more, like, independent time, but I also get collaborative time, too. Yeah. And I like both. No, I love that for you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Um, let's hear about your life updates. Um, so I have been in my travel era. I calculated it out. And in the last five weeks, I've only been at the apartment for eight days. It's crazy. Um, and that was like, you know, two days here and there, three mm-hmm. days here and there. So, um, yeah, I was traveling a lot for work, or I guess two trips, but, like, I never But that's traveled. a lot, yeah. Yeah, it was two trips within two weeks, and I never traveled for work. So um, I did that, and then we went to Hawaii, and then I went to Virginia to visit Kendrick, and I was out there for a week. So I just got back. Uh, this is my second full day back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I still have not even, like, done my laundry and like it's been like like, fully unpacked yeah like I it's like so crazy um but like I got work done today we're recording and then I'm gonna just like do my laundry reset day yeah like reset tonight and tomorrow because like it's just like so much I'm happy to be back um and I'm with G yeah and our new edition our new edition so I don't know if we've talked about Lola I don't think we would have a reason to, but my original baby, um, her name is Lola. Um, that's the first cat I ever adopted. And that's the first cat our family had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our fam, like I had to leave Lola when I went to school and then she just was like comfortable at, at our parents. So I left her there. Um, but she's been having some issues with one of the other cats and <laughs> we're not getting into it. It's gross. Yeah. Um, but she's just like acting up because she's scared of the other cat. So they were basically like, okay, like we can't really deal with these behavioral issues anymore. You either take her back or like we have to put her outside or like give her give her to another family. So of course, that's my first baby. So I'm a mother of two. So guess who's really allergic to cats, actually? Me. <laughs> and I'm used to G, 
Yeah. But like introducing a new ur cat, because like I've never really been around Lola. Mm-hmm. No, so like yeah, introducing haven't. a newer cat into like a small apartment has really been rough. Like I got home this morning and literally after 15 minutes, like my eyes were already puffy. I was already sneezing. Like I had to walk yeah. to Walgreens and get allergy medicine. Did you take some? Yeah. Okay. But you're fine right now. I'm fine them. right now. Okay. But I'm like, but I, you have to take something. Yeah. And it's annoying, but I'm it is really what sorry. it is. Okay. Once your allergies kind of adjust and everything, um, you're gonna love her because she is such a little sweetie. I know that's the thing. Like, I will get acclimated to it. It's yeah. fine. It's just an adjustment period. But she's uh, she's sweet. I'm not denying that. Yeah. No. I, I hope that she's like super cuddly with you to like kind of make it worth it. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate your sacrifice. And yeah. So now we have two children. We have Sweetie and Sissy, Lola and G. <laughs> So cute. Yeah. So. Okay. That's kind of a big update. Yeah. That is a big update. Yeah. Other than that, though, like, just having a good summer, just working, like, trying to experience new things. Um, Our It Girl summer course wrapped up a couple weeks ago, so that was super fun. Mm -hmm. And in the future, we're going to have more courses and things like that going on, so stay tuned because it really was fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, We had a small group, but it was amazing. Like, we all, like worked on our goals like everyone got a really good routine established and like it was fun like everyone at the end said that they feel like they met their goals from the beginning to be like their version of their it girl yeah and that was what we wanted the whole time yeah so So it'll be awesome yeah stay tuned because we'll definitely have some more courses in the future moving into our obsessions for the week so my obsession is also a, a very dumb moment for me. Um, but I opened up a Sephora credit card a few weeks ago. And so far, I'm loving it. It's been great. But I was under the impression that I would be able to use it anywhere. I was too. Like, you're not the only one. And maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. But I don't, I was under that impression. So I kept trying to use it and it kept getting declined. Like use it at like different places. Yeah, like consumers or other places I shop at. And I'm like, where else do I go? (laughs) Um, So I call Sephora and I'm like, hey, I have the credit card. It's not working. So she's literally on the phone with me for like 15 minutes trying to troubleshoot (laughs) this issue. And then um, she puts me on hold, takes me off. And she's like, have you been using it online or in store? And I was like, I've only used it in store. And she's like, hmm, that's weird. And she was like, at a Sephora store? And I was like, no. I was like, no, <laughs> I haven't. And she was like, okay, so you can only use it at Sephora. And then I was Aww. like, okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Okay. But like, we've all been there with something. Like, the amount of times I've called Chase and been like, someone's using my card. And then I end up in the middle of the call realizing it was me. Are you serious? I've done that like three <laughs> times this year. So This year? Yeah. Girl. So don't worry. It's okay. We've all been there. And I thought the same thing too. Yeah. Like why would you have like a credit card with this huge credit limit? It's not that big. But yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I do. And like I only be it. able to use it at one place. Like, I know. That's so dumb. I know. So that was my little dumb moment for the week. But I am obsessed with the Sephora credit card because we buy everything from there. Like all our skincare and hair and stuff. So yeah, I have yet to uh, use any of your benefits and sell you. Well, it's open. It's on the table if you want it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. 
Well, I love that journey for you and um, your benefits that I can utilize. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my obsession is my hair journey. So if you guys are watching um, either like on Spotify right now because you can watch videos through Spotify or on YouTube, um, I cut my hair a big chop. Um, it looks so good. It's already grown though. Because, like, when I first got it cut, I couldn't put all of it into a ponytail, and I can put it into a ponytail now. Because, like, when you cut it, it grows fast. Right. Um, but thank you. Yes, I love it. I My hair was so dead. And so, literally, I was just, like, like one day I was, like, I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. Like, I have to. Um, it was before one of my work trips. And so, I chopped it, like, above my shoulders. Um, and so, right now, like, this is my virgin hair. Um, my curls, like they're my natural curls. And then I have no hair dye in and I feel really confident. I have never, ever had like fully natural hair, like color wise. And, um, I guess curly since ever, like honestly, cause I straightened yeah. my hair starting in like sixth grade. I feel like this is your full form. I do too. I really do. Because like, I just feel like sometimes I'll just like shake my head a little and like feel the curls. <laughs> like I just feel so like bouncy. And I feel really confident because I never, like, thought I would look good with short hair. But now I'm, like, I've not used heat on my hair in a month. And I feel so good. Like, I absolutely love it. And I feel like the products that you're using are really helping. Mm -hmm. And don't take this the wrong way, but your hair looks less frizzy. And your curls look so much more defined. Well, yeah. They weren't – they were just wavy before. And they were dead. Yeah. They're, like, ringlets now. Like, that's your natural hair. Yes. And I feel like you're taking care of it more and, like, being more intentional, and it's really paying off. Yeah. No, definitely. I love it. So I feel like there's kind of been a movement of, like, curly girls embracing their curls, like, on TikTok lately. But this is your sign if you, like, have curly hair and you don't take care of your curls. Like, seriously, I'm just at the beginning of my journey. And shout out to our friends, Jenny and Maria, because they also have curly hair. And we're helping me um, kind of at the beginning. So this is your sign to embrace your curls because I love it. And my self-confidence is like through the roof. And I was so scared to do it. But it looks great. I love that for you. And also like it makes you look older but also younger. Younger. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's weird. Maybe just because it fits you better, I think. I th- but I do like the short hair on you. Also, though, like. I feel like if I look at pictures of me with my long hair, I'm like, okay, I think I look more mature now. Yeah. But not in like, I don't know. It's hard. Because so I'm getting my hair done next weekend and I will be in my full form too. And I feel like, wait, are you going to cut it? Yeah. How much? Major chop. Major (gasps) chop. Remember last year when I got my hair done? Yeah. It's going to be that. We're both doing big chops. Yeah. I need a big chop. And I feel like my long hair is just weighing my face down. You know when you get in that phase? Yeah. That's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I'm like, I feel so bouncy because like, I feel like my face is like brighter and not like being pulled down. Totally. That could be it. I'm really excited for you to get your hair done. I am too. Yeah. I think after you get your hair done, it's going to make me want to go get like a money piece. But also I'm like, oh, my hair is so healthy. so good. And like, it just fits so well. Yeah. I'm like, I I have like some little natural highlights like from the sun. So I don't know. Um, okay, we will hear about your hair journey next. Yeah. I'm really excited. Well, it's not really a journey. I'm just getting a big chop. <laughs> okay, but you know, the big chop. Yeah. You'll feel healthier. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we're we're doing so good, you guys. It was the It Girl Summer. It was it our really It was. Girl Summer course. It was. <laughs> so 
join our next group because <laughs> stay tuned. You will be in your full form. <laughs> okay. So we are going to do our feminist highlight and then we're going to recap our Hawaii trip. And then we're going to get into the bulk of our episode, our main topic. We will shortly recap the Hawaii trip. Yeah, but I want to share because it was so fun, you guys. No, yeah, it was Okay, we're just going to recap now. Okay. Okay, so where do we even start? Basically, this is how I feel about the vacation. Really good quality family time. Mm -hmm. I loved being able to reconnect with nature in such a beautiful place and in a new place that I've never been. And it was super relaxing, but we also tried new things and had fun experiences. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. All new family experiences. And like, honestly, this is what I wanted to do um, going into it. And like, it's exactly what we did. I didn't want to be like hustling and bustling around and like, okay, every day we have this activity. Like a lot of time, a lot of the days, like we just went to the beach Mm-hmm. Or, like, we did something for half a day and then just literally laid on the beach the rest of the day and snorkeled or just, like, floated. And that was, like, it was a true relaxing reset vacation. That's how I feel, too. Like, a true vacation. Because I feel like the best vacation, you have things to do, mm-hmm. but you're not hustling and bustling. You're not super busy and, like, oh, we have to fit everything in. Like, right. I know I'm going to go back to Hawaii at some point. So I will do other things there. But, like, we went to a luau, which was so fun. Oh, it was so amazing. It was awesome. Um, some of us went ziplining, which was a really cool experience. Yeah. We saw, like, the most beautiful beaches. Yeah, it was just beautiful. Oh, we saw a sea turtle. Oh, we saw a sea turtle. I wish we would have seen it in, like, when we were in the water with Snorkeling, it. Snorkeling, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, like, riding the waves on the shore, and we were super close to it. But it was so cute. It was adorable. Um, Yeah, it was just amazing. We saw, like, an active volcano. Oh, wait. I don't know. What was the – okay, the volcano started with a K. Um, I was thinking King Kamehameha. I don't know why that's, like, in my head. I don't either. But it was, like, Volcano National Park. That's where we went. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we, like – just had so much fun and it was amazing. Let's see. Our Airbnb was so cute. Yeah, it was so nice. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I feel like it felt like a vacation because I like, like, t- so I've like recently gotten back into vlogging. Um, and I like, so I was vlogging the whole trip and there was a few mornings that I like edited in the morning, like early because I wanted to, because like I love doing that and it's a passion and it didn't feel like, like, oh, I have to get this done. Like, this mm-hmm. is the deadline. It was like, I was so relaxed that I like, w- I could enjoy the things that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's totally. how good the vacation was. So it was totally. awesome. Thanks to mom and dad. Thank you for sponsoring. <laughs> it was honestly amazing. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I read Verity for anyone who's yeah, read it. Yeah, you were reading. Freaking mess with my head and it still is. But it was such a good book. Like, I just love sitting on the beach and like, reading and relaxing mm-hmm. it was so nice yeah like there, there was nothing else to worry about so it was amazing go we'll post some pics on the story we will actually remember yeah and on tiktok we posted we'll post it on instagram too but we posted like a little hawaii recap so uh look out for that too because that was like just a fun wrap-up of some of the stuff we did yeah definitely guys we are so chatty we miss you yeah we did we it's did. been a while okay Feminist highlight today is actually a company. It's a newer company. It's called Gude, G-U-U-D, and it's a company focused on menstrual health and women's health. Oh. 
They recently secured $1.7 million in funding. The founders are Morgan Letton and her husband. Morgan was diagnosed with PCOS and she had severe symptoms. She couldn't get any help from her doctors and they were recommending all these treatments and nothing was working. She ended up hiring a nutritionist and a fertility coach because they were having trouble conceiving. And she saw that some small, simple changes in her lifestyle and adding the right supplements really helped her cycle. She said, I knew I could help other women too, but the supplement industry is confusing and many products are full of chemical preservatives, artificial colorings, and fillers and fail to deliver any results at all. My husband and co-founder were determined to create something better, something that actually worked, and after countless rounds of testing, food was born. They're focused on giving women the support they need and have a team of experts, including nutritionists, midwives, hormonal coaches, and sexual health experts that customers can chat with to receive live support. I love that. I know. It really stuck out to me because we've talked about women's health and menstrual health before, and I think it's a really important topic, and it's being talked about more, but there still is like so much so much miseducation, unawareness, and I feel like this is a really good brand that's trying to do something good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that like I can learn. Like I feel like I have a good grasp on women's health, but like there's just so much. Like totally. there's so much to dive into. And it's never really been pushed as an education point. Um it's only been like the basics, you know, and totally. not like the natural things. Like with Rini, like right. love your moon cycle and just like eating for your cycle and like for fertility, like all this stuff. Yeah, because a lot of that has to do with our healthcare system. So what do you do? You go to the doctor. What do they do? Try and put you on birth control. Uh-huh. You know, it's like big pharma and like not really listening to it. It's like, oh yeah, I know so many women deal with this. Here, try this. Mm-hmm. This worked for some people. So I like that she was using like her own experience and really harnessing that to make products that work for her mm-hmm. and for other women. Yeah. Women supporting women. Women supporting women. Female entrepreneurship, female health education, everything. Yep. All categories covered. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, we should try and get them on the pod. Oh, I thought you were going to say, let's move on. No. Um, That would be awesome, actually. That would be so fun. I'm going to reach out. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So stay tuned for a few months from now when we have them (laughs) on the pod. Let's hope. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's 2023, and it's time to really prioritize our mental health this year. No matter where you are in life, everyone can benefit from therapy. Whether you need to work through trauma or just need a safe person to talk to, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service. Get matched with a professional licensed therapist in your state who you can trust. BetterHelp has options to communicate with your therapist via chat, email, or video, and you can message them at any time to get help. BetterHelp is giving our listeners 10% off if you sign up using the link in our show notes. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, or just need someone to talk to, try BetterHelp today by clicking the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com slash rtafpod to get 10% off today. Okay, so we are getting into the topic today. Um, I'm excited because I get to like listen and learn and I feel like you're like, I didn't have to do any work. So here we go. I feel like it's kind of like story time. Sad story time. Trigger warning. Um, so let me just give some background on how I thought of this topic. 
I was just brainstorming and I was typing up the notes and I was like, hey, we'll we'll recap Hawaii. And then I was like, Hawaii. I was like, I miss Hawaii. And then I was like, what if something happened in Hawaii? And then I was thinking about the ocean and how scared I am of it. And then I was like, how many people go missing in Hawaii every year? And it was just leading me down this rabbit hole. And so I was like, you know what? We should talk about like just some statistics about not just Hawaii. Like I pulled out some other statistics of like things that were interesting to me, Mm -hmm. but we're just going to talk about like missing people in general, mostly women. Okay. So trigger warning, we will be discussing violence. We will be discussing sex trafficking that does include children. Okay. Oh yeah. It's sad. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) All right. You said I just get to sit back. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Okay. So the first section is about Hawaii because we were just there. This information is from the Missing and Murdered Women Native Hawaiian Women and Girls Task Force report. (laughs) That's a mouthful. And an article that I found about missing people in Hawaii. (laughs) Why did you look at me like that? You said missing people in Hawaii. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. This report talks about how indigenous Native Hawaiian women experience violence at a much higher rate than any other group. Which we know. we Yeah, we do know. And I'm happy that you're covering this. Yeah. And especially, like, in North America, like, Canada, the U.S., like, Alaska. Don't even get me started. Yeah. In my true crime phase, like, I could tell you so many cases about missing Indigenous women oh, who wow. they literally just vanished. And there's no support at all. Like, the police don't care. And these poor families are, like, searching for their family members that are missing. And it's oh such an epidemic. Gosh. It is a true epidemic. It's oh. horrible. Okay, so well, I'm glad that we can talk about this. Awareness needs to be brought to indigenous groups who are suffering. It's so sad. There are about 7.5 missing people per 100,000 people in Hawaii. More than 3,000 children are reported missing in Hawaii each year. It's a lot. It's so sad. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, one in seven of the 25,000 runaways in the U.S. in 2017 were victims of child sex trafficking, and Hawaii has the highest response to online sex-selling advertisements in the nation. So, like, people selling children online from Hawaii? Like, people soliciting sex Mm -hmm. from minors, and it's online. So, like, they see an online advertisement, which is horrible. But is it in Hawaii? Yeah. So, oh. Hawaii has the most people responding to these ads. Okay, yeah. Yep. According to a study, 82% of sex trafficking victims from Hawaii began being trafficked as children. Experts also believe that one out of every 11 men over the age of 18 in Hawaii has purchased sex through an online advertisement <gasps> such as Backpage. I guess that's one of the... You're joking. No, I'm not. Wait, one in every 11? One in every 11 men over the age of 18. Oh my gosh, that's so much. A lot of children are then trafficked to the mainland. It's a lot. <sighs> that is awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're children. I wonder if it's like, like a lot of kids that are like native to the island or if it's because it's a heavy tourist spot so like kids that on vacation are being kidnapped and trafficked most are native hawaiians really yes okay yep another study um talked about the survivors of child sex trafficking from the big island hawaii and oahu 
and their families said that the police were a part of the problem. This is appalling. And law enforcement officers were often frequent clients of soliciting sex for minors. So pedophiles. Oh my gosh. Additionally, law enforcement didn't really take their concerns seriously. Big surprise. So like these poor families are trying to find their missing kids who are being sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. And usually the people that are participating are law enforcement. Yeah, that's disgusting. 38% of those arrested for soliciting sex from a 13-year-old online through Operation Keiki Shield are active-duty military personnel. Oh my gosh. For context, Operation Keiki Shield is an operation um, through law enforcement that was targeting child sex predators in Hawaii. So it's saying that 38% of those that they caught in this operation were active-duty military personnel. Okay, so if this is like sex trafficking participating in like sex trafficking Mm -hmm. and like child sex trafficking Mm -hmm. how if they're like government military people or like i don't know if that's like a government employee technically but like they're in the military how are they not getting caught they well they're arrested now oh the ones who are caught are arrested okay i thought they were just getting away with it this whole time well they were until they were arrested okay (laughs) but yes it's horrible and usually, like, so you would scary. think, if you're in the military, if you're in law you, enforcement. You're, like, like, protecting. Protect and serve. Like, that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely disgusting. And, like, these law enforcement officers are, like, probably, like, in you know, investigating these cases. Yeah. Knowing it's literally them. No, that's the scary thing. That's literally one of my worst fears is, like, crooked cops who are, like, skewing cases. Yeah. And, like, totally messing up the system. But, like, everybody believes you. Mm -hmm. because you're in uniform yeah and you're supposedly being vetted and you have like gone through background process and stuff it's just horrible so much corruption so there's a lot of awareness that needs to be brought for sex trafficking and minors especially like being missing in hawaii because that's a lot of people yeah that are missing in hawaii and i couldn't find anything on how many tourists go missing each year You would be so surprised. I spent so long trying to find stats on how many tourists go missing in Mm -hmm. Hawaii. Couldn't find anything. I literally couldn't. Either not that many people go missing or there's something scary going on and they're hiding it. I know. But the report that I was mentioning throughout this, it was saying that most of them are natives. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that is really sad. I know. I didn't even know. It's horrible. No. So sad. Let's talk about cruise ships. Oh, I know that so many people go missing. You'd be surprised, though, because that's what I thought, too. Oh. And then I looked it up. Guess how many people have gone missing from cruise ships in the past year? 50? So in the past 20 years, only 400 people have been reported missing from cruise ships in the past 20 years. I thought I recently saw something that said, like, a bunch of people go missing. Wow, okay. Yeah, you would think so. Dang. I know. that. Yeah, that got me because I I would think you're yeah. going to different countries. Because it's and... either like you fall overboard yeah, or like you're missing at a port, which is so sad. Like that's scary. Mm-hmm. You're on vacation and a family member goes missing in a different country and your cruise ship is leaving. Well, not only that, but like on cruise ships specifically, like – 
you get kidnapped and then you're hostage in a room. That too. And then they somehow smuggle you out. Yeah. And you're kidnapped. So scary. Safety in numbers. I'm not saying that solves everything, but. Yeah. Safety in numbers for sure. Yeah. I like. Okay, this this might make me sound like kind of dumb, but like, you know, when you're younger and you just like think you're invincible. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, like you would think like, oh, like yeah, I can go by myself. I'm fine. Nothing's going to happen. And then like our parents or like older siblings would be like, no, like you need to be together. And now like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's so many scary things in the world. So like, even like our 18 year old younger sister, I'm like, no, you need to be with me or you like, you can't go alone. Even though like when I was that age, I was like doing all this stuff. It's just like so crazy to think about. It's so scary because you don't want to think about this, but there are so many scary people that know how to do things very well. Yeah. Know how to take you in a second, know how to like make you go missing and never be found. It is so scary. Mm -hmm. That's why I stopped listening to true crime so much because I was just so desensitized. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, I'm fine. This is never going to happen to me. But then I was like, this could happen to me. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. I will say I was on the true crime obsessions are damaging thought train way before it became a mainstream thing. Like, I feel like it's like, almost like outdated now if you were like listen to if you're obsessed yeah if you're obsessed with true crime but like during the pandemic especially like everyone was obsessed with it I was too and I was always like on the train of like it's damaging it's desensitizing and look what happened (laughs) (laughs) okay but like it is true like it's scary it is there's so much that can happen well there's that's not really the problem with it the problem with it is that people get wrapped up in the story And forget that it's a real person and a real family that's suffering. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's just, they're missing. We got to solve this case. No, we need to bring them home, right? It's not a cool thing. Calm down, Nancy Drew. Literally. (laughs) It's like, you're not going to solve this case. (laughs) Calm down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. National parks are also something that's super interesting to me in terms of people going missing. I would assume a good amount. I think a lot of people go missing. Um, Let me read you what I found in my research. So it's not an exact number how many people go missing in national parks. And the numbers are unclear because the National Park Service doesn't track disappearances on their land. That's a different government agency. They don't track anything. Like, I think it goes in the state. Oh. So it's hard to track like, oh yeah, they went missing in Rocky Mountain National Park, right? It's like, oh, they went missing in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But the National Park Service search and rescue dashboard, they do track how many people have been reported missing and how many people have been reported dead in the parks. So data from 2017 shows that there were 3,453 reported missing missions and 182 deaths that year alone, just in 2017. So that's more than cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. Way more way more. I feel like a lot of that is because people aren't prepared for the outdoors. Like they take on too much. They find obscure hiking trails where they don't have cell service and Mm -hmm. they like succumb to Mm -hmm. nature. Yeah. Also just like people not paying attention, um, or going against like the rules. Like for Mm -hmm. example, when I went to the Grand Canyon, 
literally signs everywhere like do not like like people have died at this exact spot do not go down and literally we saw people like climbing down it's so dumb yeah so is like, it worth it no no so things like that or yeah like you the natural things all that so. yeah there are foul play instances though like imagine somebody just like living out there that's so scary oh okay that's so scary okay all right let me keep going between 1958 and 2021, there were 29 open cold cases in all national parks in the U.S. The Grand Canyon and Yosemite make up over half of those missing cases, mm-hmm. with the most having vanished for, from California's Yosemite National Park. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, we were looking up, like me and my best friend when we went to the Grand Canyon, we were looking up just like interesting facts about the Grand Canyon on the way there. And there was a lot about missing people so scary Mm -hmm. yeah it is actually there was like this whole crazy story I'll tell you later but it was like it was crazy do you want to share no it's like a long story but just like if you look up like the stories of like missing people in the Grand Canyon there was like this one like this couple that vanished and they were like whitewater rafting or something (gasps) so yeah look that up but it was like in like the 1900s or 1800s maybe whoa okay (laughs) yeah that's why like I can't we have to look at those, yeah. Okay. So a lot of people think that up to a thousand people go missing from national parks and public lands each year in the U.S. It's a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot. But there's there's a lot of parks. I know it's still a lot of people, but though. it's a lot of people. Yeah, like totally missing, vanished, no trace. Oh, that's scary. I know. I also looked up which states in the U.S. have the highest cases of missing people oh and my the gosh. lowest wait can I guess yes you can guess so this yeah you guess first okay so highest number of missing people for some reason my intuition is pulling me towards Mississippi <laughs> I know that's way off you're way off but I would say California okay California or Texas okay um and then least amount I would probably say Iowa or something like something obscure okay Iowa <laughs> but shout I- out to our Iowa girlies okay. yeah yeah <laughs> we love you okay so this data is as of July 2022 okay so one year I, I want to know okay number one Alaska <gasps> oh wait you already alluded to that in the beginning I should have known <laughs> wow. um oh I should have written the numbers down but it is insane like if you look at charts Alaska is like the darkest so, color yeah. and so many missing people, but it's such a vast area. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So number one is Alaska. And then following is Arizona. Oh. Maybe Grand Canyon. Maybe. Oregon. Vermont. Washington. <gasps> Maine. Wyoming. Hawaii. West Virginia. And number 10 is New Mexico. Oh my gosh. Okay, do you want to know what my reasoning was, though? Yeah. Like, I was thinking, I know there's, like, a lot of sex trafficking through, like, the El Paso area, and, like, that's, like, on the border, so I was thinking that could be a top place. Maybe, like, if you were to look at cities, it would be different. Yeah. But then I was also thinking California because the border's there. But I guess, like, there's a a border in Arizona. But, yeah, like, it's a big state. I don't know. I was way off, though. That is very interesting. So Arizona's number two? Arizona's number two, yep. New Mexico, number 10. Hawaii's number eight. Mm. West Virginia, maybe like Appalachian area. Uh, I don't know. Which, what number was West Virginia? Uh, okay, now I have to go back and count. Sorry. Oh, it was number nine. 
wow okay scary I was there like last month well anything can happen anywhere yeah it is interesting though (laughs) wow okay so what's the least what did you guess for the least like Iowa Iowa so number 50 is Massachusetts oh wow the lowest cases of missing people next lowest Rhode Island okay and then Georgia okay then South Dakota New Hampshire Wisconsin Indiana Illinois Iowa. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. it. And then Virginia. Yay. Okay. So Virginia is number 40, Iowa number 41. Yes. Okay. Good for them. So, so the East Coast is the place to live. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you've probably seen this, but this is so interesting to me. Have you seen a map of the United States railroad system? No, not railroad system, cave system. No. So look up a map. Of the caves in America. Okay. In the United States. And you can see that areas with more caves have more missing people. Caves? hmm They need to get, like, a, a cave police system. Yeah. Seriously, they would find so many people. Yeah. Okay, caves in the U.S. map. And sex trafficking. Okay, wait. Shows mysterious case of oh, <laughs> people vanishing. Um, I said sex trafficking in the search. Okay, so here's the caves and the Oh. Let me see again. Yeah. Wow, okay. Maybe it's the railroad system. This one says caves. But uh, I've heard the railroad system like also. Yeah, like it's caves, but I don't know. If you look at the map, like, you can see. It's just very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what number Colorado is. I was going to ask. Um, I, I knew say you were going to ask. 35. 25. <gasps> oh, Smack wait. dab in the middle. Is that good or bad for us? I guess it's neutral. Well, okay. Colorado right in the middle. Yep. All right. That is very interesting. It does seem like the East Coast is the place to be because the least people. No, the Midwest. Is the place to be. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's states on the East Coast that were in the lowest. Oh, but also in the highest. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Dang. Well, it makes sense because Colorado is literally in, like, in the middle. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So the last topic that I researched was I was really curious on the number of missing women in the world versus men. Mm-hmm. And again, this was so hard to find statistics on. And the only thing that I could really find was from the National Crime Information Center. And this was data from 2021. So for 21 and under, there were 163,386 missing boys. Okay. And 194,673 missing girls. So more girls. More girls under 21. For 21 and up, though... There were 100,492 missing men and 62,552 missing women. Interesting. Very interesting. Again, that's kind of old data. That's one source. Mm -hmm. And this whole topic, like, everything is underreported anyway. Yeah. There's so many more people that are missing in the world. Mm -hmm. Google also said, globally, there are 142.6 million women missing across the globe. That's a lot 
of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Like, definitely, like, something's got to be put in place to help out with this because, like, I know. It's hard because, like, so hard. I know, like, inve- they investigate and then it's like, okay, now this is a cold case and then it just kind of falls off because there's always new cases. Yeah. I don't know what you do, but that's really sad. It's, it's really obviously, sad. like, an epidemic. Yes, it's a huge epidemic, and it's really eye-opening, and women of color are disproportionately missing and murdered and violated as well, Mm -hmm. so I think that's important to remember, Yeah, because there's so many layers to missing people. Yeah. So, that was my little research (laughs) episode. Um, It's really sad, um, but it is also very interesting to just hear about statistics about people missing. So No, yeah, it is sad, but I think it brings awareness. Totally. And also, like, it's – I think it's good to know the numbers, honestly, Mm -hmm. of, like, states and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting. Um, And I, I, like, enjoyed it. It's a sad – Like, you know, it's a sad topic, but I'm saying, like – that was it's a very interesting. Yeah, informative episode. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think and go in our show notes, click all the links in there. Yep. We have our Instagram, we have our TikTok, TikTok, our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our weekly email newsletter because we send you reminders about the episodes. We're also going to be sending out updates on like It Girl Summer courses, for example, or events that we're having. So, mm-hmm. Join the community, stay updated with us, and leave a review. Leave a rating and a review, please. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys, and we will be back next week. Bye.